Welcome once again to the Ohio State of Mind, powered by Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio, alongside Tyler Danberg. I'm Caleb Spinner. Uh, make sure once again you're following us on social media on Twitter at State of Mind OSU. That's where you can get the latest updates regarding the show. Tyler, we didn't have a lot of action this week, but arguably the two games that we have, baseball and softball, they were pretty entertaining in their own right. They were, and it was some in-state battles as well, which I thought was a lot of fun. It's that inner Ohio type of week when you look at the competition that we have to recap. Starting off, Ohio State baseball had an exhibition at Dayton at the Day Air Ballpark. They lost that 6 to nothing to the Flyers. A road loss for Ohio State. They're going to get another chance at a strong uh, Maryland team this weekend. What does this do for their momentum going into that series? Well, it certainly doesn't help because Maryland is the best team in the Big Ten as of right now. The Terps are having an unbelievable season, and we'll save that pretty much for the weekend weekend preview. But a 6 nothing loss to Dayton certainly doesn't sit well, and it can't sit well for Ohio State. That's not a good loss for the program. But a couple of high points. Jacob Gehring, one of the freshmen, he had himself a really good day on the mound. One run. One hit in five innings pitched in just a second collegiate start and his second over the last two weeks, which is really impressive to see from Gehring, but the bullpen continues to be an issue. I think I can speak for a lot of people when I say that the bullpen is what is losing Ohio State a lot of ball games, and that's something that they're going to have to really fix because if they can get to the back end of the bullpen, if they can get to Ethan Hammerberg and TJ Brock, Good things are going to happen. That's when they're going to win games and sustain leads. But they got to get to Hammerberg, Brock, Jake Johnson, another freshman that has really been handling his own work. But the middle relief has been a little bit of an issue. So they're going to definitely have to patch it up going into Maryland because that Dayton loss does not do a lot for keeping that momentum moving forward. Switching diamonds now talking about softball. Ohio State hosted Toledo at Buckeye Field on Tuesday. Uh, April 12th, this was a matinee game at 4 p.m. The Buckeyes squeaked by the Rockets 5-4, to four, mostly off the barrel of Nikki Carver's bat, who had two home runs, including one that was good for three runs, two in herself, uh, in the game to, that eventually put Ohio State up ahead. That was the go-ahead uh, uh, play. But then Toledo, you know, made it interesting with a two-run later in the game, which it, this was an exciting one to go. It was a true heavyweight back-and-forth uh, battle there. But one thing that I wanted to get your opinion on, we started with Emily Ruck, then we moved over to Allison Smith in relief, and then to end it, Lexi Hanley came into the circle. Now, I know you're huge on analyzing pitcher rotations and what that means for arm strength and arm fatigue going forward. So is this a surprise to see, uh, for you to see Hanley come in and even play a little bit, given their rotation and how Ohio State's probably going to have her start against Iowa this weekend? Well, you could tell that Ohio State, Caleb, they wanted to win this one because they wouldn't have brought in Lexi Hanley. They wouldn't have brought in Allison Smith in relief if they didn't want to win this one. And this is the first time we've seen all three pitchers in the same game when it wasn't a blowout and they weren't getting blown out, which was something really interesting to see. So it shows you that situational aspect, I'd say. So I wasn't necessarily surprised to see that three-headed pitching monster, but I was really fascinated to read and find out the fact that Ohio State really wanted to win this game against Toledo. Getting into our weekend preview after that short week recap, women's golf is at the Lady Buckeye. 
I assume that's invitational, but on OhioStateBuckeyes.com, it just says Lady Buckeye. Uh, I think it is the Lady Buckeye. Okay. Uh, See, if you say it, then it has to be law. So that's that's what that's what Gary Pettit, the SID, said. He was referring to it as Lady Buckeye. Even more, whatever Gary Pettit says is scripture. Uh, That takes place Friday, April 15th, all day at the OSU Scarlet Course in Columbus, Ohio. Women's tennis is at Minnesota Friday, April 15th at 4.30 p.m. in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You can watch that on the Minnesota website live stream. Uh, All of these websites when I talk about I'm going to mention a couple live streams coming up. So always make sure you're going to OhioStateBuckeyes.com. And once you click on the game and the all sports schedule, it will link you to the live stream. So there's a lot of different places that the live streamers are that these live streams are available. So that's how you get to them. Uh, Men's tennis is at home versus Michigan Friday, April 15th at 9 a.m. at the Ty Tucker Tennis Center in Columbus. Rowing is at the Big Ten Invitational both Friday and Saturday at 9 a.m in sarasota florida men's gymnastics is at the ncaa qualifiers friday and saturday friday at eight saturday at seven in norman oklahoma you can watch that on the on the sooner sports tv live stream available once again at ohiostatebuckeyes.com softball is at iowa for a three-game series friday at six saturday at three and sunday at one in iowa city iowa against the hawkeyes you can watch all three of those games on Big Ten Plus. This is a big conference series for Ohio State softball. They need to come away with at least the majority of these games, if not all three. Well, we talked about it in our week preview, and when we were recapping last weekend, after that sweep by Northwestern of Ohio State, this is a big one for the Buckeyes to try and rewrite that script and take the series of their own. Ohio State baseball has their own conference series. This one only two games at College Park, Maryland, against the Terrapins Friday, April 15th at 6.30 p.m. and Sunday, April 17th at 1 p.m. Both of those games available on Big Ten Plus. They also are facing their uphill battle, still having a losing record, trying to fight their way into those upper ranks of college baseball. This is going to start a big three-week set for Ohio State. They go to Maryland. Then they go up to Ann Arbor to play Michigan, and then they come back to play Rutgers. Those are three of the top teams in Big Ten baseball right now. This is going to be a telling three-week span where, who knows, Cale, they can totally turn around their season. And even if you take one game from the Terps, that will suck a lot out of College Park right now. They call it the spring break capital of the Northeast. Well, that's what John Rothstein Fame college basketball insider says. But nonetheless, if they can take one game, maybe they can take two. And if they certainly sweep the Terrapins, which is a tall order, but hey, anything can happen in baseball, that would really turn around Ohio State season, especially in Big Ten Conference play. Track and field, both the men's and women's squads are at the Gamecock Invitational Saturday, April 16th, all day in Columbia, South Carolina. Men's lacrosse is at Maryland on Saturday, April 16th at 4 p.m. in College Park, Maryland. You can watch that on Big Ten Network. Men's volleyball kicks off the MIVA quarterfinal against Lewis in Romeoville, Illinois on Saturday, April 16th at 7 p.m. You can watch that on the GLVC live stream. Men's tennis is against Michigan State at home at the Ty Tucker Tennis Center on Sunday, April 17th at noon. Women's lacrosse is home versus Maryland. At that same date and time in Columbus, Ohio, you can watch it in Big Ten Network at a different location, of course. It'll be in Ohio Stadium, so keep that in mind. And then finally, women's tennis is at Wisconsin Sunday, April 17th at 1 p.m. in Madison, Wisconsin. You can watch that on the Wisconsin website live stream. 
Once again, linked at OhioStateBuckeyes.com. Of course, one game we omitted from our schedule is the Ohio State football annual spring game tomorrow, Saturday, April 16th at noon, 12 p.m. Eastern in Ohio Stadium. SGSR will have coverage of that game. But this is something that is a benefit of our industry, Tyler, that a lot of people, I think, know but don't realize is we get a lot of the insider information at these press conferences at which we attend. And one of the things Coach Day said on Thursday was in response to a writer's question asking him about what he'd think of swapping out the annual inter-squad spring game, which is essentially a glorified practice, with an exhibition against an FCS team. And he said, it's worth a conversation. That's almost a direct quote. He said a few few more words in addition to that. But here's our question of the day. Should Ohio State keep the annual spring game due to tradition's sake, or would they swap it? to an FCS exhibition for the more interest involved with that? I would say, in my opinion, Caleb, the spring game, you're right, glorified practice, but it does allow for the chance for a lot of younger guys to get into the limelight, get a feel for Ohio Stadium. Like We're, we're going to see a lot of different young positional guys come in to play in the spring game, but you could treat it like the NFL would treat a preseason game in which you've got those young guys, you've got the practice squad guys, those glorified practice squad players, and they have the chance to play other teams. And they get a feel for what the horseshoe is, to get a feel for what Division One, Power 5, top three in nationally college football is. So, and then... You look at the flip side, say a James Madison or a Sam Houston State or a North Dakota State. Could you imagine that? An FCS powerhouse comes to Columbus. That's a great opportunity for them, not to just get experience, but to play one of college football's most storied programs. And that can go across the board throughout college football. I think like Coach Day said, it's worth the conversation because that would be really cool. and. That would be a great opportunity for both programs to just get back out there, get a feel for what their younger guys, especially an underclassman, can do. I think that'd be really cool. By no means is calling the spring game, by the way, a glorified practice men no. insult to it. It's an exciting event, still has its benefits as we've listed in number, but in the terms of you don't really keep score, there's stoppages in the middle of a play that'll be redone. There's no tackling the quarterback, no contact of any kind there. Only for part of the game this year, they're going to do tackling. As I mentioned, years in the past, that wasn't the case. It was a two-hand tap. So just by outlining that, that's what I mean as, sure, you'll get fans there, but I haven't seen many fans last, you know, past the first half just because there's nothing riding on it. So I think if you get an actual team there, of course, probably Ohio State is going to beat the tar out of them. It's an FCS team. Somebody who doesn't compare to a Power 5 team more often than not. We have seen some produce some high draft picks. So there is there is talent on these teams, don't get me wrong. It's still probably not going to draw the crowd like, a, like if you would have hosted Alabama at some point or a game like that. But I think you get more prolonged interest if you have an FCS team. So that's where I'm at in terms of it. Let us know your thoughts on Twitter and on Spotify when you listen there at State of Mind OSU once again on Twitter. That'll do it for us until next week. Until Monday, for Tyler Danberg, I'm Caleb Spinner. That's the show. We're out of here.